0: Recently, I spoke to Mark Wethington about his new book and how to overcome the challenges gardeners face here. And Mark shared his thoughts about what we may face in the future.
1: I'm Mark Wethington. I'm director of the J.C. Ralston Arboretum at NC State University.
0: Mark, you've just written a book. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, um, yeah, I wrote a book, Gardening in the South, The Complete Homeowner's Guide. And that was really, it grew out of the fact that I, I started looking around. People always ask for you know, refer, you know places where they can... Get information on gardening, that sort of thing. And there have been some great recent books on native plants for the southeast and and some books that are more niche but not really a whole gardening for the region.
0: So you write about some of the challenges that we face here in this region. Give me some highlights. What, what do you think the biggest problems are that people struggle with, if they're new to gardening or they're new to gardening here?
1: Well, it doesn't matter where you're from. The most important thing is always the soil. And uh, the, the, the Triangle region, the Piedmont, we have a lot of clay soils, which everybody complains about that red clay. But I always remind people that red clay is so full of nutrients. It's wonderful stuff if it isn't, you know, like concrete when it dries out. And so the key is, the key is add organic matter if if you're lucky enough to live somewhere with sandy soils add organic matter you know if you have wonderful woodland humusy soil add organic matter it never hurts to to add organic matter to the soil but that's the biggest key um i've been guilty of it i know most gardeners have it one time or another you know you you have a new garden space whether it's a new house and you want to get gardening so you start putting things in the ground and you know, you're putting them in that, that awful clay, you're doing it in the spring. So it isn't that awful or you're doing it in the fall and there's moisture in the ground. So you're putting them in and what you really need to do is just wait and get some, get some good compost, work it into your soil. Uh, You know, if you take the time to really get the soil prep before you start planting the rest of the time you garden, it will be that much easier.
0: Okay, now I'm going to stop you because Ralston does a really good job of offering classes around compost and soil and all the gardens around here address this. And we keep talking about it over and over and over again. So obviously, it's hard to get people excited about their soil because of the very thing that you mentioned. I don't want to mess with my soil. I want to go to the garden center and buy plants. How do you get your homeowner who's maybe not that into gardening or maybe they are. But how do you get the basic person started to get excited about soil? I mean, how do we get interested about that? How do you motivate people to care about the soil and not the pretty plants?
1: Yeah, that's always a tough a tough one. Um, you know, I tell people that that the only people who have green thumbs are the ones who've killed enough plants that they have created their own compost. Um, you know, it, it really is, you know, just try and, try and beat it in people's heads that it is – it is the single best way to be successful in a garden and and to have, make it easier on yourself. You have less weed problems. You have, you know, you don't have to water as much. You just, everything about it will make gardening that much easier for you. The real problem is a lot of people come into established gardens or they have done what I said and, you know, started planting things and, and, you know, it's too late to dig everything out and start over. And that's the tough part. How do you deal with your soils then? And we found that, that you know, it takes longer, but if you Apply compost every year, try and get it mix it into the top couple inches of the soil. you know the the earthworms, the the insects that live in the ground will start moving that down and it's a slower process, but over the course of, of several years of putting on a couple of inches of compost every year and trying to work it a little bit into the top of your soil, you can you can really significantly improve your soil.
0: Once I've solved the soil issue, am I done? Are there any other challenges we <laughs> face here?
1: Uh, yeah there's 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 an awful lot of challenges you know we are in an ideal climate for growing just about everything i mean we really are one of the best gardening climates anywhere in the world, but that also means that we're a great climate for a lot of other issues you know insects uh we we have a lot of insect problems that that are here we have more insect problems that are coming um and what i I really encourage people uh to get rid of plants that are, they have issues with insects on constantly. You know, there's, people will keep a plant. They w- I will get calls from people, emails, and they'll say, my plant gets covered in this insect every year. What do I do to deal with it? I say, get rid of the plant. You know, do you really want to, you know, they say, well, plants are expensive. I say, but you're going to buy some chemical and spray it every year. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You're going to have to do it every year. Just get rid of the plant, invest in a new plant. And one that's that's better suited to what we have going on here. Um, I just, I don't see the purpose in planting plants and spraying them constantly for insects. Get a better plant. There are better plants out there. You know, deer, another big problem. Uh, don't have a good solution for deer. <laughs> you know, there are some great deer um, resistant plants. I'd never say deer proof. But our native uh, anise tree, elysium, great um, deer-resistant plant. Ferns in general are deer-resistant. A lot of the Mediterranean herbs are deer-resistant. But I always say there's plants that deer eat first and then ones they eat second. So most everything falls into that one of those two categories. There are very few things that I've found that deer just will not touch at all.
0: You write in your book about... Another critter that's heading our way that's a little bit of a surprise. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I've gotten a lot of comment about that. It's about armadillos. And so some regions that I'm writing about, armadillos are there and have been a pest for a while. Um, And armadillos don't eat your plants like deer. Uh, What they do is they dig looking for insects. But they're pretty good-sized animals. um, And when they dig, they really can do a lot of damage. And what makes them tough to deal with is they are um, they, they kind of wander around. Unless they have young, they don't stay in one spot and nest. So if you trap one and get rid of it, uh, the next night a new armadillo may come right through because they're not territorial. So they just keep kind of, kind of coming. And you know, 150, 200 years ago, they had not crossed the Rio Grande. Uh, Then they crossed the Rio Grande, and they were mostly on the the west side of the Mississippi. But they've crossed the Mississippi. They're in Tennessee. They're in Georgia. Uh, They are moving this way, and and they're going to be here in North Carolina. But they're already affecting a a good bit of the south.
0: One of the things that you write about in your book that I really appreciated was gardening to be happy. What makes you happy? Tell me a little bit about what makes you happy in your garden.
1: Yeah, I mean, gardening is such – it can be a pleasure. It can be a chore. Um, I'll be honest. I love plants. So I'm one of those people who has terrible design. In fact, I just moved into a new house. And for the first time ever, I have brought in somebody else to do a design for me because I just like plants and I'll start plopping them in wherever they're going to grow best. Uh, but this time I'm going to have a design and then I'll pop in plants. I told them, no, don't, don't tell me where to what to plant where just just give me some deadlines and and um, some some good design so that i can I can mess it up with my plants and that's what I enjoy some people love the process of gardening and I enjoy gardening but I don't garden to garden I garden to have plants surrounding me in my house and and things that that make me happy i uh, I have the the really uh, fairly unique privilege of traveling all over the world, looking for new plants, looking for better adapted plants. And um, so a lot of, a lot of the things that I have in my garden are things with memories uh, associated with them. Um, So, you know, plants that I got from a certain person or that I saw for the first time in some really special place. Those, um, those are the plants that I really like. The ones that, that, you know, bring something to mind for myself that, great memory.
0: What's the most important thing to tell people who are new to gardening here in the South? What's, what's the one message that they that they need to hold on to?
1: The one message I would say is gardening is easy. Um, plants want to grow. You know, there are always failures. Plants die. We kill lots of plants here at the Arboretum. Um, but, but in general, you know, if you put something in the ground more often than not, it's gonna survive and grow. Now, if you give it a little care, it'll do a lot better, it'll look better, it'll grow better, but but it isn't rocket science. Plant, plants grow on their own just fine. So, you know, with a little help from us, you know, most people can garden.
0: You can find links to Mark's book on our website, trianglegardener.com. I'm Lise Jenkins, and this is The Triangle Gardener Show. We're your guide to enjoyable gardening in North Carolina. You can find this and other episodes of our podcast on iTunes or on our website, trianglegardener.com. Thanks for listening.